is Learning Innovation, the Teaching and Learning Podcast, also known as LittlePod. We are created by Lethbridge College's Centre for Teaching, Learning and Innovation, located in Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada, on the traditional lands of the Blackfoot Confederacy. In the spirit of equity, diversity and inclusion, and Nitsitapi Simstan, or Real Thinking, we play host to a spectrum of guests from the teaching and learning community. As we highlight and explore innovation in education, we hope to kindle warm conversations, expand perspectives, and foster lasting partnerships today, tomorrow, and beyond. The future of learning starts now. Oki, and welcome to episode number 33 of The Little Pod. Today's guest is Lethbridge College faculty member Chris Hodgson Bright. Chris is involved with digital communications and media and the Multimedia Production Diploma Program, and we're going to be talking about his applied research project, Immersive Storytelling on the Battle of the Belly River. Welcome, Chris. Hi, Donna. Thanks for having me on the show. So, Chris, this sounds super interesting, and I've got so many questions. So, first of all, can you describe what immersive storytelling is? Yeah, so it depends really on who you ask, but uh, I'd say immersive storytelling to me is the ability to transport a reader and viewer to where the piece is taking place. So this could be done through many different things like uh, powerful interviews, photography, photogrammetry, drones, video work, audio, 360 degree video, and uh, there's there's many other considerations. So, so you must really feel like you're in the story or part of the story. Yeah, so uh, I did my master's kind of in this space on uh, immersive storytelling, and it was just fascinating to me when I first checked out the New York Times, uh, and they had their daily 360 where you put on that cardboard uh, headset and you could be anywhere in the world, suddenly transported in the midst of a conflict, um, uh, midst of a glacier. It could be anything. But uh, I was really fascinated with the ability for readers to be transported and then have that empathy to understand what's happening on the other side of the world and get a really better understanding and appreciation for maybe somebody who's going through uh, conflict like Ukraine and Russia right now. So uh, I thought that was just mind blowing and something that uh, would hopefully be integrated into our DCM program. That really sounds exciting. Um, and so can you talk about your applied research project? Yeah, sure. So this one was really exciting how it came to be. Uh, first off, uh, I was uh, invited into uh, the McConnell Foundation, uh, was working with two post-secondaries in Canada and Lethbridge College was one of them. So the whole focus at the college here was on reconciliation efforts and what we could do here at the college. And so uh, being a part of that was just an honor to begin with. And then through that committee, I met Perry Stein from the city of Lethbridge. And he suddenly started talking about a project that he was involved with at the Galt Museum and Reconciliation Lethbridge uh, and the Historical Society. And he thought based on a, a lot of the ideas that we were throwing around about immersive storytelling that um, I could join this other group that already had a grant in process and and so that was just awesome and so then I created a applied research proposal and it just allowed the project to have that much more capacity. 
What a wonderful connection to, to have that. Yeah, yeah, it was totally a surprise. And I, I didn't know Perry before that committee. So he's just incredibly warm and welcome. And uh, that's been the amazing thing about this project. Just so many people from across the city and beyond have been so welcoming and supportive uh, in many different aspects. But uh, yeah, this this project is, is taking the master's work and a previous applied research project and then looking at uh, traditional storytelling uh, by elders uh, in the Blackfoot community and then comparing that experience with hearing it face to face and then comparing that straight across to a virtual reality experience and to kind of see if one is appreciated more than the other and just to have those conversations. So uh, again, medium theory is really exciting to me. That's uh, our friend Marshall McLuhan from Edmonton. The medium is the message. Talking about how you understand a story is, is based on how we see it or view it or listen to it. So whether it's through television, the radio, online, virtual reality, um, all those things kind of affect how we understand that story. That's really fascinating. Um, now, for those of us who are unfamiliar with the events of the Battle of Belly, Belly River, yeah. can you tell us a story? Sure, I'll try my best. Um, so it was in the fall of 1870. And what's great about this applied research project is that we're actually going to be on the 152nd anniversary when we meet with the elders next Tuesday down at Fort Whipup. So it's actually right on the lands where the battle took place. So it was October 25th, 1870. And what happened is that um, uh, there was the Cree population and they were kind of encroaching on uh, the Blackfoot territory. And they thought that they could attack this Blackfoot camp because they thought um, it was uh, a group of Blackfoot people in this camp that had either uh, they were sick or it was women and children and they thought they could have great success immediately. And now what they actually did was they attacked this Blackfoot camp that then had 4,000 members a part of it. And so um, while the warriors were actually at the top of the coolies and so when the Cree attacked and they heard what was going on down back in their camps, all the warriors from the top of the coolie came back down and descended on the Cree and it was a massacre. And, and so it's, uh, it was the last great intertribal uh, battle, they called it. And so uh, this is essentially what I've learned. And the whole point of the story as well was very important that uh, we didn't want to tell it from a Caucasian or settler or colonial perspective, but to actually hear it from traditional Blackfoot elders because we thought that was so important that we hear it from them that had been passed down through generations over time and to really make sure that we had that accurate. And so that was very important to, to kind of get the story correct. But that is the story in a nutshell. Um, and there's, there's much more to it. And what's great is that uh, I've been working with Kamina Weasel Moccasin, who is the Indigenous curator at the Galt. And what's great about uh, all this work that she's been doing is she's been able to talk to multiple elders and different people, and both Bakani and Kainai, and get those multiple perspectives on the story to then be all put together into this comprehensive uh, idea of, of what the battle is. And, and so that was, that was really special just to be involved in this process. And uh, it's just nice that it kind of all came together again with a ton of support for so many people. 
It's really fascinating. Like, it's an amazing project. And to take this event that happened so long ago and talk to the elders and and get their perspective, but then also incorporating all of the technology that you're using as well is just amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been awesome. And what's been really nice is that... Uh, both Tyler Heaton and Mike McCready in the virtual reality program, they recommended students to me who had graduated. Uh, so they actually became hired as part of the budget for this project, and they've been working in Unity and Blender to create this experience in virtual reality. And I've been helping kind of guide them as, as what I see evolves. And then we have another student who's actually taking um, a bunch of photos that I took of the artifacts from the battle. And so this is a really interesting process where uh, both the Esplanade in Medicine Hat and the Galt Museum have these artifacts from the battle back from 1870. And so I went and took about like 100 photos of each of these artifacts. What happened then is that one of the students I hired, Rick Papp, he uh, took these photos and brought them into the software, Sketchfab, where it brought all those photos together and made one composite image. So then you have a digital recreation of that artifact that you can enlarge, zoom in, zoom out, and manipulate to really get a better understanding of, of what that artifact is without actually ruining the original piece. So um, that's been awesome. And so what will happen is that um, the makerspace people, so Jesse here in the library, she's able actually to take those photogrammetry 3D digital artifacts and she's printing them and painting them according to the exact same colors and we'll actually have them on site next Tuesday. Oh, so people can can touch them yeah. or pick them up? Yeah, and exactly. Without having to worry about damaging yeah. the original, Yeah, I guess. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So it's really cool. Um and uh, do you have a favorite part of huh. the VR experience when you put the headset on? Well, right now, um, the really neat thing that has been built out, so Daniel uh, Ruiz-Leva is uh, one of the students I hired, and what he did was he created a deer that takes us essentially towards the teepee where the story will be tell told. And so what's neat is you put on the virtual reality headset, and if you look towards this deer, it'll actually turn back and notice that you're there and then it'll start wandering. So then you actually start actually physically following this deer. And uh, so it's really neat how this has been able to be captured and then as well just triggered by your movement um, to then guide you along this path towards the teepee, which then we will have the experience um, and we'll actually take some two-dimensional video and put it into the game uh, engine called Unity so that it can be experienced in virtual reality of the elder telling the story. And then it'll be interspersed with uh, animated uh, pictographs and different recreations of what the elders are saying in their story. So it'll go from the elders to like ethereal dreamscapes and back and forth as the story unfolds. So it's really in its infancy, but uh, there's been a lot of research done just to make sure even the pictographs are correct based on the uh, what we've seen at like writing on stone and other battles. And, and so that's been really fascinating to see. And so how do, how do people participate uh, in the virtual experience? Yeah, so the plan is, and um, 
hopefully this will be showcased next September. Uh, ideally, I believe the Galt Museum has put aside a time where this will be an exhibit. So there's many different ways that people can experience this story. It could either be uh, an audio story. So what we're hoping is that there would be a QR code at either the Galt Museum or Helen Schuler. So while you're already going on a walk, you click on that link just by taking a photo with your camera phone. And from there, it takes you to a website where you'd actually hear the audio story being told again by the elders. So as you walk through the river valley, you can hear how the story took place on that land. So audio is one. Uh, the photogrammetry elements, you don't need to be in virtual reality to experience those, although they may be incorporated into the story. We have drone footage of other sacred places like Riding on Stone and Head Smashed in Buffalo Jump. That will be also part of the experience as well. Um, and so for those people who may be nauseous or not keen on virtual reality, uh, there's many different ways to, to enjoy the story. And so that's kind of the, the beauty of it, um, is that it's not restricted to just one style. So it'll make it very accessible for people. Yeah, yeah. And what is the hope of how these different uh, storytelling techniques will, how will it impact users? Uh, I think, again, just with this idea of empathy, understanding, um, greater understanding of historical things, especially told from um, who it actually affected and who was actually in that battle. So hearing from Blackfoot people, I think, is very important. I hope this project opens up many more opportunities to share other traditional stories in this style if this is seen as a good format for approaching them. So uh, hopefully this is just the catalyst for a lot more exciting work to come. So It seems to really connect with the concept of learning from place as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so as part of the day, uh, again, I keep on going back to October 25th, but so in the morning there will be the elders sharing the story. We'll have lunch, uh, again, traditional Indigenous food, which is really nice being catered. After lunch, there will actually be a one-hour walk, and you talk about yeah, learning from place. Uh, there will be an opportunity for the elders to guide the students and other participants who are participating in the day uh, through the land, again, where that battle was fought, talk about the vegetation on the land, talk about what the weather was like that day, the fact that the battle actually went through the river and back up onto the side of the coolies and then back down through. So uh, there's a lot to it. And just, again, trying to transport yourself back to that time and what it was actually like um, to be uh, in that battle and, and some of the things that uh, they may have encountered. So I think just by walking on that land, it'll be hopefully uh, triggering some more ideas for um, what we can learn from this battle. So have there been challenges in creating these immersive experiences? Oh yeah, technology never cooperates. And so uh, it's just a matter of being patient. And that's the beauty that this project is a year long is that there's lots of time to uh, adjust. And I think the biggest thing that I just told the, the students that I hired um, I should call them alumni because they're no longer students. Um, but I just kept on told them, telling them, let's start small for scope. And then if we can, we can expand later. But make sure that we build something that uh, you're able to accomplish. Um, just because I hope to bring back both the elders and the students in February or March. And at that time, have a focus group where they experience the virtual reality. Uh, so hopefully it's done by that point. And then they compare it to what their experience was like hearing it in the TP from the elders 
and then we have a conversation there just learning from what they appreciate more and and then hearing their perspectives about maybe what was missed in the virtual reality experience and incorporating that fine-tuning it all the way up until the end of june when the project expires so this must have been a very exciting project for the alumni. I'm, I'm assuming they're fairly recently graduated. Yeah, so. yeah. There's one who just graduated recently in the spring and then another student, he graduated a year ago. So uh, both of them, so there's Rick Papp, there's Daniel, and there is Nelson Rabbit, who's from the Multimedia Production Program. And so, yeah, all of them are excited to put this on their resume as something that they're involved in. And uh, the nice thing about all of them, including um, just myself and, and kind of bringing all these different pieces together is that we're all learning and uh, just to make sure that we're very sensitive to um, the interpretation and how this project is, is made and just that the whole process is respectful uh, along the way. So that's, that's been the greatest thing to just kind of slow down and think about, okay, what are we trying to accomplish? What is the end goal? And then from there, it, it really flows. So, Yeah, so it's really going beyond the technology. I mean, there's a lot more to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, just, yeah, um, traditional culture, learning about the Blackfoot culture, uh, the best way to approach storytelling, um, who to approach for elders, who are the best people for this. Um, do we need to consider um, all these different perspectives um, because it was uh, the battle versus Blackfoot versus Cree, should Cree perspectives be included? And right now we're just starting with the Blackfoot, but hopefully again, this is uh, the first of many to go, then we can start incorporating those other viewpoints. But um, because I jumped into this grant program and we received cultural heritage funding from the province, uh, so the city, uh, the Galt Museum, Reconciliation Lethbridge, and the Historical Society, they all really wanted to hear that Blackfoot perspective first, and that was very important. So uh, I had to be very sensitive to that. Uh, as a journalist, you know, you want both sides of the story, but like we're going to go with the Blackfoot perspective first and then go from there and build. So, um, yeah, there's there's been a lot of learning, and it's been uh, I've just been honored to be involved. And again, the support has been phenomenal. You'll hear me blabbing too much about that, but it's it's just been so encouraging because yeah, you take on something of this nature, just like oh my god, how's this going to work? But uh, it's been working so far. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Um, so in the area of immersive storytelling, um, are there other things that, that you sort of foresee in the future, other projects, or even just with the medium itself? Yeah, so photogrammetry is, is right now a tedious process where, again, you're taking like 100 to 200 photos. There's a new program or a new initiative by NVIDIA um, and so they have a program called NERF, and it's not spelled like the uh, foam uh, toys that we are familiar with, but um, where you would only maybe need to take three photos, and then the software is so powerful with artificial intelligence that it actually fills in the gaps and takes a guess of what's missing from that three-dimensional object. And so that can be groundbreaking. And I think, again, if we can incorporate photogrammetry into journalism and the digital communications and media program, I think that can be a great benefit for stories, especially about new technology or gadgets and whatever, that you can actually manipulate that in three dimensions while you're reading through the story. And I think, again, the whole key is about greater comprehension and avoiding misinformation. So... Is there anything else that you want to mention about the anniversary of the Battle of Belly River coming up? 
next week. I know we've talked quite a bit about it. Yeah, no, um, there was um, a lot of work that went into the 150 years uh, recognizing that anniversary. Uh, there's been a great publication put together by the Historical Society and that actually has some Blackfoot perspectives in there. And so that's been a great resource as we go forward. Uh, so if anybody hasn't picked up that um, and wants to know more about the battle, uh, yeah, Lethbridge Historical Society actually has a actual printed book that you can uh, check out and it's it's just fascinating. But uh, again, I hope, uh, and that's kind of the point of this other cultural heritage grant is to take all these perspectives and then build on that knowledge and then um, add more. And the original idea was, should it be a book? How should th this be displayed and exhibited? And so there's there's been constant conversations kind of to look at what does that look like? But at least um, it's been fun to kind of handle the multimedia aspect of it. We'll include a link in the uh, show notes so that if people want to find that, um, they can look at that. Perfect. So by the time this episode airs, the event next week will have already taken place. Mm -hmm. um, but how can people get more involved in immersive storytelling? Yeah, well, I think <laughs> a great plug for our program. So the Virtual and Augmented Reality Certificate at the college is really groundbreaking. And uh, it kind of feeds into what is beautiful um, ever since this program graduated the first crop of students. There's the START initiative, so the Spatial Technology Applied Research Team at Lethbridge College, and the program is only growing. So um, because of the work of these instructors in the area, um, the applied research projects just keep on growing and growing. And what's neat is that every time another crop of students graduate, they can just be hired right into applied research where they get their hands going right away working on a variety of projects and so that's that's very exciting for people who are wanting to be involved in things like blender and unity those game engines are really powerful where you can build these experiences or again through digital communications and media if journalism is is your passion and storytelling is something you're interested in and and meeting with people um, again we have our program that has uh, print, online, a radio station, television. We put together uh, a newspaper that's running over 50 years now and then the uh, Expressions magazine that's been going for over 30 years as well. So there's many ways that you can approach this if this is something that's uh, exciting to you. Well, that's wonderful. And it sure sounds like the possibilities are, are and the opportunities are really endless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's exciting to know where this goes and uh, just seeing the, how the technology is advancing every month. Um, it'll only be uh, really neat to see where this goes uh, for the next round of, of applied research projects. Well, thank you so much for talking about uh, the Battle of Belly River and um, the event that's coming next week and your involvement with that. I spent a lot of time in the coulee, so it's going to be interesting for me to learn more about it and think about, you know, this, that location and what happened there. And, and I'll be very interested to hear um, the elders telling their stories. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. It should be great. Well, thank you so much, and um, we really appreciate you sharing this story. It's quite fascinating. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. This episode featured Donna McLaughlin as host and Chris Hodgson-Bright as guest. Jordana Gagnon was our producer. Ryan Robinson, Gavin Brinsmead, and Tristan Tuckett were our sound technicians and editors. Thank you also to Daryl Benebeck, Joel Godry, Kelsey Jansen, and Jamin Heller for their ongoing support and expertise. 
Our podcast is funded by Lethbridge College's Centre for Teaching, Learning and Innovation and recorded on the traditional lands of the Blackfoot Confederacy. For more information and inspiration, check out learninginnovation.ca. If you like what you hear, please rate, review and follow us on your chosen platform. Thanks for listening and take care.